Okay. Cultural exchange. JoJo's part two. Well, part one of part two. Yeah. And, and uh, Gideon the Ninth. Yes. Uh, what do you want to get started with? <laughs> That's up to you. This show is just so stupid. Yeah. Uh, and there's just so much filler. Every episode's like, oh no, a new stand that we cannot defeat. It's impossible. But we defeated it's, it. It's a stando. <laughs> I'm not watching the Japanese one, man. Just saying, that's what it, that's, that's how everybody says it. Yeah, uh, I knew going into this part three was very, very skippable. Um, so, like, I had explained, like, uh, I had gotten to something I didn't like in part three, and I just kind of stopped, because I, like, I marathoned, like, the first two parts, um, and I got to something in part three, and I'm like, I need to take a break. And I'm like, I really don't want to do part three. And people were like, part three is very skippable. I'm like, I'm going to go to part four. And it's just like, but I can't because there's this thing in my head where I can't skip anything. Uh, You're so like, I, I have just, to do it. <laughs> I have I have to I have to get through part three. I don't want to skip, but I don't. But I also really don't want to watch part three that much. Um, so I just haven't done it for like years, basically. But, you know, um, all the memes about it. Yeah, well, you you can't be a weeb and not absorb the cultural osmosis that is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, it it is all consuming. Like it, it it's it's we. If you started getting into more anime, it'd be weird, or like you might be more confused of like how just how much JoJo's has inspired. Because um, it's one of those things where like I don't know. I haven't seen like the really ridiculous poses in other animes. Like, all these guys look like they're just trying to, like, break their own backs with, like, how they're arching in every single pose. Yeah. It just... Yeah. I. It's weird. It's one of those things where, like, the more you try... Like, once you know what you're looking for, you'll see it everywhere kind of thing. Like, lick, 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 Yeah, that kind of thing. Does that actually happen in any other anime? No, nothing like that specifically, but there's a lot of, like, weird holding on things. Um, I don't know the thing. So I read the manga for part two and when I started part three, um, and like they do, so they do it a little bit differently, but I got really mad at how mean just Jotaro is to women in general. In the Dude, very like, beginning like part his, of the manga, his, the introduction to his mom, he's just like, get away from me, bitch. Yeah. And it's like, just like, Hey fuck? man, your mom's not being mean to you. Go give her a hug or something. What are you doing, bro? And I just like, <laughs> I was like, I have to stop. I can't do this. He's so like, I understand that he's like supposed to be a, a secondary good boy, um, but it's, it's yeah. I don't know what that means, but okay. Yeah, I could try and explain it, but that exists outside the realm of this podcast right now. Like, what makes him secondary is like he he really loves his mama, but he won't ever like show his uh his love for his mom. It's like he's like embarrassed I'll, I'll, by it. Yeah, kind of. It's part. It's partially like a masculinity thing. It's like I'll go fight an evil vampire for. I'll go fight an evil vampire, but it's not because like I love my mom or anything, idiot. Ugh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just like fighting vampires. I don't love my mom. Ugh, like that's. It's it's that like dynamic between the personality of just like. He's got a I reputation he has to uphold. Yeah, kind of thing. Um. But deep down, he is a good boy, uh, like his mama says. Um, I don't know. I do. 
I do like the voice actor that they have for Jotaro in the Japanese version. Uh, he's a really good guy. Um, love is a yare yare. Uh, it's great. Um, I don't know. I think Avdol coming back from the dead is kind of shit. Um, yeah, I was like, what the? F-? Of course, it's anime. Yeah, it's a little annoying. Um, and I don't like how like Jotaro seems really nerfed for some reason throughout part three. Really? Not, jo- like, not Jotaro, uh, Joseph. Okay, because like Jotaro's like his his stand or whatever is like, oh yeah, it it can do this and and rescue me from that, and then the <laughs> bullshit is just so annoying. Yeah, all of the auras. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but like Joseph, Joseph and they just like completely speedy. dropped the concept of Hamon, except for with um, Joseph, he like occasionally uses it, but he doesn't say Hamon anymore. He just says overdrive. Yeah. That could be like a stylistic choice. I didn't get that. I don't know how it holds out in the manga per se. But this is one of those things where like you can see where like in part three, it it was getting serialized. So like you needed to have like a weekly thing to in order to get like to put content on the page for people to buy. Um, you're just like, yeah, I get it. They're going. They're they're heading towards Egypt, I guess. Um, oh, is there is there another stand? Is it another episode? Oh, okay. Do they? Do they beat it in one episode again? Oh, okay. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit much. And then, I, I mentioned this before, but like the whole, that one little scene with the little girl in the shower and they're just like showing her naked and there's this creepy monkey like looking at her lecherously. That was just like, was that scene necessary? Uh, I don't think that's particularly necessary, but I also don't think nudity holds the same value in Japan as it does in... Still a little girl. Yeah, but, like, I, it's one of those things where, like, specifically being nude isn't necessarily sexual in the same way. Um, but, like, with the monkey, it makes it weird. Um, def- at least from our perspective, it's like, eh. But it's, like, I don't know how, eh. It's a cultural thing, I guess. It could, yeah, could be. I don't know. Could be equally weird in Japan. I don't know. I mean, it is called a bizarre adventure. It's true. It is true, and it and it holds up to that a hundred percent. It's never, it's never a normal adventure. They didn't like fly a pl- plane from point A to point B. Uh, there's always like point. C, D, E, and F, and some guy has to die in between. They yeah. kill a lot of people, and nobody asks that many questions. There is a lot of death in this. Like, <laughs> there was a whole town of just dead people. Yeah. Although, wait, are we talking about the fog thing? Because they were already dead? Yeah, well, I mean, they got killed by the fog, I'm assuming. No, the whole town was a graveyard at the end of the episode. Don't no, yeah, but, but no, yeah, it was at the end of the episode, but. How did it get from that? How did it get to that point? Like, did that little old lady like go in there, kill everybody, and then assume their corpses? No, I think she just resurrected the whole town and like had like a and like created a fog village that made it look like a real village. Because I thought the whole area was a graveyard. Oh, and yeah. A lot of the episodes kind of blended together for me. Like, I don't even remember how the hell this thing ended. I just remember they're in Egypt. Yeah, they they're they're in a submarine. They're doing their best twenty thousand leagues under the sea, um, and then they get eaten by a giant stone ocean floor. Um, yeah. 
And, and then, then Jojo punches his way through some teeth. Yeah, he punches out the priestess's teeth or whatever. And they're just like, oh man, she's ugly now. And now they're in Egypt. Okay. Yeah, so that's Jojo's part three, part one. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's just going to be another like 20 episodes of filler until we get to the finale. I don't know. They're they're supposed to be fighting Dio. I don't know how much stuff is there. Um, probably. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. Okay. Gideon the Ninth. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. What did you think? It was okay. That's it? You have nothing to comment on it? I don't know. Reading this book, I was like, you would probably really like The Prince of Thorns if you're a really big fan of this book. I mean, um, uh, which is Prince of Thorns? Uh, I don't know. It's a three-part series. Um, Prince of Thorns, King of Thorns, Emperor of Thorns, or something like that. Um, it's it's like a, it's set in a post-apocalyptic future Earth where magic is real. And you follow this little shit-stained kid uh, named uh, Jorg Enkrath, I think, if I'm remembering it correctly. And he's just an absolute piece of shit. And uh, Is he more of a piece of shit than Harrow? Uh, yeah, like, he's about the same. Yeah, kind of. Okay, yeah, because Harrow's kind of a bitch. <clears throat> yeah, it just, it just gave me a lot of this, like, future Earth vibes but with like a lot of like death and necromancer stuff and that yeah, so reminded me a lot like they keep saying nine planets so initially i thought that you know nine planets oh it's our solar system but it doesn't seem like it is it no seems they like say nine just, i don't know anything about nine planets they say nine houses well each house has a planet is the thing oh oh, oh so yeah. you thought each yeah, so i, I thought yeah, it was like is this our solar system there was nothing specific that made me think it was restricted to our solar system, per se. No, yeah, and you, you'll get more into it. Like, when I first read it, that's what I was thinking, maybe. But then I was like, I kind of dropped it because it was like, nah, there's, they're not really hinting at anything. It's just there's a bunch of humans, um, but it's a different thing. And then you get more into it um, in book two. Mm. But what did you think of, like, all the necromancy stuff? I don't know. It was a very soft magic system. Yeah, was, they really don't go into explaining it. I think they, I, if I remember correctly, they go further into it in book two. Yeah, I don't know. It was okay. It was just like, okay, there's... It's weird that there's only necromancy if there is magic. I don't know why there isn't non-necromancy magic. Um, yeah, like, the whole concept, from what I understand it, is, like, this Necrolord Prime, which gives me, like, huge vibes to um, the Necromongers from uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, he he like restarted the the star in that solar system by killing it and then like resurrecting it. So like all the planets there now survive on that kind of like that thanergy, that death energy. And that's why like the whole magic system is just based off of death magic. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but the next book gets kind of crazy again i have not listened to the audiobook for the second book but my understanding is that it kind of ruins a spoiler but okay i can't I, I i still want to make you listen to it and i want to see how angry you get at it 
because the whole book is like gaslighting you. Oh, that sucks. It's like the first eighty percent of the book is gaslighting you, and then it, and then like at eighty percent, it just clicks and everything starts making sense, and you're like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. One of the things that uh, I thought this book was kind of straightforward. Um, like it, it felt very early on that like, oh, one person has to sacrifice themselves in order to become. Like they hint at that quite a bit to become yeah. a lictor, because like, it, like everything has to deal with. Hey, I'm sending my cavalier in there to do all this, and then I got to do my part, and they're basically taking all the damage. Yeah, it's all very early, very obvious that somebody's that somebody's gonna die. I thought the trick was that you had to have the necromancer sacrifice themselves in order to invest the power into the uh cavalier cavalier thank you i was gonna i I kept wanting to say rapier um and it would be like this weird thing where you had to test the selfishness of uh harrowhark to see if she would be able to give up power in order to like save or like have this thing happen for her family um because that's all because I thought the book was called Gideon the Ninth. I thought it would all be about like her, like coming into the story kind of thing, and then it's just like no, it's really it, the book should be called Harrow Hark. And I'm like, okay, that's well, fine. that's the name of the second book, Harrow the the Ninth. So the the yeah. way the way that it works is for at least what I'm gathering is um, that each book the title is based off the character that is the, the perspective that you're going to be following. So this one's Gideon the Ninth because you're in the perspective of Gideon. Um, Harrow the Ninth is in the perspective of Harrow. Uh, the next one that's coming out was supposed to be Electo the Ninth, but they pushed that one to become Book Four, and Book Three is going to be um, I'm blanking on the name because they kind of just like announced it. So it was supposed to be okay. it was supposed to originally just be the Lock Tomb trilogy. It was supposed to be those three books, and then I guess it kind of blew up, and she was like, "Well." I'll I, I kind of have more ideas and I kind of want to write a little bit more. So she wrote a third book. Um, I can't say much about the third book without kind of adding spoilers into for, for book two. So I won't say anything, but it's it's that one's going to be interesting compared to these two and probably the Electo, the ninth book. Mm. Yeah. But I am look. I, I thoroughly enjoy the series. Just be, it's something new. Um, I really like. I've shown you the cover art for the books. I really like the cover art. Um, I like that Gideon's kind of just a smartass and sassy, and she does all the puns. Yeah, I think you'll like. I think you would like Prince of Thorns. Okay, I think I might have that like on my to read list um, with uh, Goodreads, and I just haven't gotten around to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't. I, I don't remember. It was like a few months back. I just like went through a bunch of things and just started like adding things to Goodreads and then trying to see if I could get them all from Overdrive and going through mm-hmm. like that. <clears throat> so you don't. So you didn't hate it. You just thought it was okay. Oh, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. It was just like. But like, so question, because you, you, when we were talking about the Thrawn trilogy, you were like, I was kind of meh about it, so or you were like, it's okay, but you're also saying it's okay for this one, so are you meh about it, or you you enjoyed it I more? Like, I think I enjoyed this more than the Thrawn books, 
for sure. Like, I like it. It's fine. Um, it's not, I wasn't tired with it. It just like, it didn't, didn't shock me or anything. Like, I felt like I've, I feel like I've been here before. Um, again, getting a lot of Prince of Thorn vibes. Um, it reminded me that like, I want to read a 40 K book. Oh yeah. I hear those are uh, the one thing that about the 40 K books is they're goddamn expensive. And like a lot of them aren't like available on overdrive or anything. I, I know that there's like one really, really good series uh, that I've been tempted to keep trying, but I just got so many. Other yeah, there, there's a few, but there's one specifically about like, I think it's a, a certain um, branch of Space Marines that's supposed to be really good. Yeah. But I, I, I just it's the thing about 40K is that there's just so much to it. That like yeah. getting into it, like you'd say that, you know, getting into like Malazan was was a daunting task. And that's just 10 books and then a few other books like 40K is like 50 some odd books for just like one series. And there's more. Yeah, I don't know how tightly all the stories are there because there's a bunch of different authors and stuff. From my understanding that- is like the first few books are kind of just like one offs by a bunch of different authors. And then like at a certain point, it changes over and they all start kind of like going through one big narrative yeah i heard the early books were all kind of meth though yeah but they they the thing is the early books while being met apparently they set up some stuff for the things when they become kind of serialized mm-hmm. like because there's it's 40k there's a bunch of lore and a bunch of different things and you have to pick it up from these old books which are kind of meh so it's just weird or something i don't know it's I've been kind of toying with the idea of getting into 40k, but I'm really just like, no, I don't think I want to invest all that. It's like you with um, One Piece. That's the one with like a thousand episodes or something, right? Yeah. You're like, if I start this, I'm going to have to finish it. And I don't want to spend all that time. Yeah. And it's just like, I just wish the collective anime community would forget One Piece exists. Um, Because... In a way, like, nobody cares if you never watched Naruto or Bleach or whatever, but people, people, like, it used to be, like, one of those things where, like, people really cared about it, and then nobody does anymore, and now it's, you, you, you I was hoping that the same thing would happen with One Piece. Uh, and then it never like, did. It's, just, it's getting bigger. That's the thing I don't understand. It's, it's insane. Like, it, it literally, like, I've, I've seen, like, a bunch of YouTube anime personalities that I watch be, like, I'm gonna start One Piece, and they and and it just becomes all consuming into their lives, and it's just like people who want you to do One Piece don't respect you, is what I've gathered because they don't respect that you have time or things to do, they don't <laughs> care if you have any relationships or if you have other things to do. It's just they don't respect you, and you don't want to drink the Kool Aid. Kinda. It's just like I don't. I, I got other things to do, man. Even if you just. Said, I'm going to give myself a few years. I'm going to watch one episode a day. I don't think I would watch it. I think I would read it. I think I would just buy like Because they have like these giant collections, boxes of just where you can get the physical manga. And I'd probably just do something like that um, if I was going to do it. But I just... Uh, You're I, like, no, I can't. I got other things. I got other animes to watch. Yeah. All right. So next episode, I just want to finish it off. So... Um, Harrow the Ninth, book two. Okay, Harrow the Ninth. And then I guess, obviously, part two of part three 
of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, sounds good. I want to get this out of the way because I want to watch part four. Um, I feel like I've really been waiting for part four. Kind of. Right. Although I really want to watch part five because part five has uh, Giorno. Uh, and like, uh, the Giorno his... pizza? Kind of. Uh, Giovanni Giorgio. Okay, uh, so an Italian Giorgio. Italian Giorgio. Um, and he has the best song in all of uh, JoJo's. And that's saying a lot because there's a lot of great songs. Like, like the it's best pretty- ending song? Because like, this one was the uh, the Walk Like an Egyptian thing. Uh, no, character song. So like, there's the Pillar Man song. There's um, a couple of other songs that are fantastic. Uh, and then there's a Giorno's theme. Uh, and that's an absolutely fantastic song. I'll link you to it. It's great. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. So two weeks and we'll be back. Two at weeks. It. Yep. All right. And that's that. All right.